Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are on End Times Friday. Uh, so good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, we're excited to uh, continue our discussion. Uh, about that, we had a pretty good, I don't know if you remember last week, we had a pretty good discussion on the remnant. Uh, mm, yeah. And just the, the importance of community uh, mm-hmm. for uh, people to uh, line up with other like-minded uh, people that have a heart to hear hear God's voice and walk with him and abide, uh, that life is going to get tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've dealt with this last, particularly this last couple of weeks, uh, you know, there's been a mandate for the vaccine mm-hmm. uh, that uh, involves uh, executives with their uh, businesses. Anyone uh, who has a company over 100 employees, correct? Right, right. Yeah. Um, and um, so I'm dealing with a lot of those executive CEOs mm-hmm. who are, um, you know, praying about how do they handle that? What do they go? They already know that there's a lot of, they have a lot of employees that mm-hmm. aren't willing to take the vaccine. Uh, right. And therefore, they they believe that if if the if the mandate is absolute, that it's going to dramatically shrink their their workforce. Right, which <laughs> is already a difficult thing to write to have enough employees right now anyway. Right, right, In right, almost right. every industry, there's shortages. Yeah, uh, right. Um, and that they're um, uh, interesting enough. The government approach to that is we're gonna we're going to increase and extend unemployment benefits. Mm. So if you want to, if you don't want to work because of the vaccine, you want to go home uh, and we'll pay you, we'll pay you to go home. So uh, they're a little bit, you know, concerned about that. Uh, but they, again, are, uh, and, the, and again, what I've been uh, urging them is these are the kind of tricky things, mm-hmm. uh, whether we're headed toward the end uh, per se or not, we are in a difficult time. It's an right. unusual time. Uh, mm-hmm. where there's government decisions and policies that uh, are impacting our everyday life. Uh, right. So people have to understand, and again, it would be, uh, in a way, you know, uh, what Daniel experienced uh, and mm-hmm. all the remnant that left Israel uh, that went to Babylonia, their life was completely different. Now it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't the end, obviously, right? Uh, but they had a completely different uh, life, uh, and tricky and difficult. And the government says, and you must. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Daniel, and interesting enough, and this is kind of a subtle thing about it, but it constantly talked uh, in Daniel chapters one through six of all the interesting things they had to face, and every time Daniel said, "We." went and prayed together. We went and sought God together. Uh, it mm. wasn't him alone. 
it was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and other people around him. Right. Where again that community, that community the of community was, yeah. you know, let's let's go to God together. So the the mm -hmm. uh, importance of all that is that yeah, it's tricky. Uh, and it's going to get trickier, I believe. So you need a community around you to process. Uh, mm -hmm. Linda and I have one. Linda and I uh, serve other people with that. Uh, and they have all kinds of interesting questions. Um, right. And as we approach a community uh, of the remnant, it's not a matter of, well, you should. Here's what you, you know, I'm going to tell you what to do. It's that, no, I'm going to go to God with you together. Um, mm -hmm. And we know that God will give us an answer. And by the way, uh, and Neil actually mentioned this yesterday about the covenant, is that the covenant isn't conditioned on a, uh, you know, what I would call a lovely, peaceful uh, government uh, environment, uh, community, economic environment. Mm -hmm. uh, he says, I'll give it to you because I can. Right. Um, and it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. I can still deliver this to you. It'll be different. Mm -hmm. uh, and you might have a different path like Daniel uh, did. He he wouldn't have chosen to go to Babylonia. He would have chosen to stay in Israel. But given that he that that's his new life, God said, I can still deliver you, to you the covenant, uh, which he did. Right. So um, we've talked about that and, and uh, the importance of, you know, following, paying attention, watching the signs, uh, et cetera. Um, and uh, as we move to this next thing, we talked a little bit about this last time, but uh, there are these seals that are opened up, and these are all uh, prior to the tribulation. So mm -hmm. these are things that have happened or may, may be happening that are indicate another uh, set of indicators, and they're very specific. Right. Uh, to, you know, because when it says, and this is, this would be similar to what you described as birth pangs. Right. Um, when they open up the seals, uh, it's, it's like, well, <laughs> uh, the birth pangs are getting more intense and now purposeful. Right. Because you're seeing prophecy fulfilled of things that must take place before the tribulation comes. Right, correct. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and there, and by the way, he describes it as who's worthy to open them up. Mm -hmm. Well, the only one that's worthy is Christ because why? He says, uh, and again, remember what Christ said, I only did what the only do what the Father tells me that uh, it's, well, here's the time. Mm -hmm. um, yes, son, uh, it, it's the time. These things are going to happen. And uh, let me talk briefly about that, by the way, um, so that, it should change our prayer life a little bit uh, mm -hmm. because when we're looking at these things happen in the world, uh, what I have a lot of people come to me and say, I'm praying that this would end, this would stop, God would take care of mm -hmm. it, you know, the COVID would be ended, uh, we don't need vaccines, that uh, ec economy would be great, I'm praying for that. Well, as we're headed to the end, these prophecies are kind of are kind of difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to happen, uh, and because they're going to happen, our prayer life really should be to embrace them mm. uh, and to say, "Okay, given that that's going to happen, how do we understand it? How do we live with it? How do we are still living in the covenant through it?" 
but we don't still actually experiencing still experiencing abundance and peace and joy in the middle of all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't ask God to stop something that is a prophesied. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we thought about how simple that is, is that well, God says, why why would you want me to stop it? It's headed toward these things, so that you know, for example, is there going to be a tribulation? Yes. Is there going to be an antichrist? Yes. Is there going to be a mark of the beast? Yes. Um, And so we don't say to God, well, no, we don't don't ever want that to happen. Right. He said, no, it's ordained. Um, It's going to happen. You know, what's interesting, though, is I, I think what you're talking about is we do need to shift our perspective. But I think what you're describing is actually what a lot of people are praying. That's, I was even with a friend this weekend who was talking about, she recently moved to North Carolina, a precious friend, and went to this Bible study group for the first time this last week and came home and was suddenly very stressed. She's like, you know, everything I'm hearing is I, you know, I clearly need my eyes open and need to be praying against all of these things that are going on. And, and, you know, so she was, you could tell that she was anxious and she was stressed by what she heard. And I was like, okay, let's back up. And talk about why you would be anxious about some of these things, yes. you know, yeah. and the reality is if we have a right perspective of heaven and a right perspective of God, you know, I've heard you say it a thousand times. If I've heard you say it once, if this is coming, hallelujah, bring yeah, it on, right. <laughs> you know? And so there, there is a different perspective that we need to embrace. Um, not saying, you know, if he tells us to speak or to stand on something, we certainly do. But at the same time, we don't approach the end times with dread or fear. We approach it with what do you have to say, God, and how do we navigate this? And isn't this exciting? We're one step closer to the beauty of, of the completion of what you've promised, right? Even if there's tribulation or even when there's tribulation in the midst of it. That's right. And, uh, and we have a new Testament example, um, Jesus prophesied, uh, he spoke this several times, uh, that the temple is going to be destroyed, uh, mm-hmm. which means the city is going to be destroyed and, and there's going to be persecution. Um, they, uh, it happened, by the way, in 70 AD. Uh, so about, you know, 40, uh, not almost 40 years after he died. Uh, and he, you know, he had built the church and then he knew that the church was going to be, uh, and the Jewish nation was going to be destroyed, and the church mm-hmm. was going to be persecuted, which was called, uh, and by by the way, what it, what it's called is a diaspora, the spreading out mm. of the gospel, because people left and said, "Well, we're right. not supposed to stay here; we got to go elsewhere." But they took they took they took right. who they had in them, Christ in them, uh, and started churches all over uh, the Europe and uh, into Asia. And actually a huge blessing that then the gospel was taken so much further than it would have been. Yeah. Uh, so that um, it wasn't, uh, the, and the believers, he didn't pray, and we can read this in church history, they didn't pray, well, God, stop that. Mm-hmm. But Jesus said, I prophesied that. Mm-hmm. I spoke that. Um, you need to join me in understanding it so that I can give you instruction. Mm-hmm. as to what I want you to do as you go through it. And there's a bigger, what I call a bigger story, a bigger purpose uh, going on. So that, you know, as we, as we move into that, you know, we understand it. Uh, uh, another example, we've actually talked about Israel. Uh, 
back in the middle uh, 1800s. Um, England particularly was struck by, by Israel and the church in England. The believers in England uh, were uh, praying. Uh, and again, they didn't themselves say, well, God, you know, get rid of, uh, you know, the Muslims in the Middle East and just put, put the Christians back. Uh, they said, what would you have us understand? Mm -hmm. And God said, I'd like you to begin. This happened in 1850-something. Um, I'd like you to begin to uh, pray, intercede for the return of, of the true Jews back to Israel. Mm. Um, and, and then I'll give you instruction. And so they, they didn't themselves say, well, I think you should. Mm -hmm. They just said, okay, help us understand it. And they began to pray. Uh, and then God gave them instruction. Uh, and, and the right. first instruction he gave them, this is really cool, uh, they had an embassy in Jerusalem, mm -hmm. um, and they said, "You take a group of people and go and go and live in Israel, and you go into that embassy and form a church." Mm, interesting. Uh, and they got permission uh, from the British government. Okay, we'll allow you to do that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll pave the way for you to go live there. Uh, and you can meet in our embassy, which was protected. Um, mm. And they started uh, praying, and they and they worshipped, and they they studied the word, they abided, um, uh, and they said, "Okay, here we are as a church. Uh, what would you have us do?" He said, uh, "One of the issues for the Jews uh, is healthcare." Mm-hmm. Uh, they, what those that have lived here and the ones that would like to return, because it's under Muslim control, they they can't get health care. So, Interesting. So you go get doctors. Mm -hmm. You build and raise money to have hospitals and clinics for the Jews. And they did. And that gave the, uh, the Jewish uh, people the, the strength. Well, okay, if I can get health care, I'm coming back. Interesting enough, uh, it was all done by Christians. Uh, wow. Which they, which That's they, which, and, God, and God said, by the way, uh, you don't need to uh, overdo that. You know? So mm -hmm. uh, don't say, oh, yeah, we're Christians. Look at what we're doing. Just go do it. <laughs> Mm. Uh, because so they're the, not marketing it. They're not letting everyone know. They're, well, they're no, just because, doing God's will. Yeah, because the Jews, interesting enough, if they would have thought, well, that's being done by Christians. At the moment, they were mm -hmm. kind of anti-Christian. Right. Um, and they didn't understand it. So God just said, just build it, serve it. Don't worry mm. about even witnessing. That'll, that'll come later. Um, and then they set up schools, um, mm -hmm. and they did a variety of wonderful things to get an infrastructure in place mm -hmm. uh, that attracted the Jews. Um, and so they started coming back in the late 1890s and into early 1900s. Um, and then, of course, uh, they um, had World War One, and out of World War One after they defeated, and by the way, the Muslims during World War I joined uh, Germany and Italy uh, against you know, the rest of the world. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so they got they were part of the defeat, uh, which by the way they they decided during World War II. Uh, we're not joining anybody. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're not going to be defeated. Uh, so, um, as a result of that, um, in 1918, uh, the uh, British uh, man it's called the British Mandate. Mm-hmm. Were given by the uh, the world's uh, leaders at that point. Will you go ahead and oversee Israel? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can lead it, and so what happened is that the church that was in the in the embassy, basically because they had the the permission of of the British one who were now running is uh, Israel and Jerusalem, you can be public, and they came out and set up a church, and it was public, became publicly known, um, as well as, and they still kept encouraging the Jews to come back and praying for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they started to do it. Uh, they did it more and more and more, uh, all under the kind of the governance of uh, uh, the uh, British. Mm-hmm. After World War II, because of of what Britain had done, and because the the church was already there, um, they were they were the ones that, that initiated uh, in the United Nations. Let's let Jews have their nation back. Mm. Why? Well, they were, they were a, a, a great number of them were had already come back. Right. And that's when, uh, out of the uh, 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 World War II, Britain established the nation of Israel again mm-hmm. and let them, okay, now we're going to hand governance over to you. And they were, they were still coexisting a little bit with the Muslims. Um, and uh, they had a limited... No, uh, amount of land that they they could run, and again I talked about this before. But then then the uh, the Muslim nations came against them in 1967, and in six mm-hmm. days they won the war and got the entire biblical land back. So it was mm-hmm. it Amazing. was a sequence of you know from 1850s all through the intercession and guidance of these British uh, people that set up a church being led by God step by step by step. We talked about, you know, a uh, deal, but they were, they were a community um, and they were instructed, here's what I want, here's what I want, here's what I'm doing. And of course, uh, the people that started it in the 1850s never saw the end of it because they died. Right. Their, their kids and their uh, other people joined it and became part of it, but mm-hmm. they were just instructed, here's what I want you to do. So as things get tricky, uh, it's really critical to uh, uh, not pray against the stuff that's going on because mm-hmm. it's all ordained, like Jesus said in 70 AD, uh, like what was happening with the uh, British in 1850s. They didn't say, well, God, just take care of it and reestablish Israel. Mm-hmm. No, I'm asking you to fulfill my will step by step by step right. uh, in community, which, which they did. So. Uh, that's that's the difference that we need to have a perspective is are things going to get tricky right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it the end? It's possible uh, that it's keeping, even going to get more so, particularly as we enter into the tribulation. The key is have a community and, and don't mm-hmm. pray against what you would like to have happen, but rather, Father, show us what is happening, what is going to happen. Right. And these things we're going to talk about here with the, yeah. with the seals going to happen. 
Right. Um, and in fact, one of the things you highlighted in their prayers, you know, you said they didn't see the fruit of those all the way through. But what you're talking about is laying prayer tracks ahead of God's work. Right. And he told them way back when, when they asked him, what do you want us to do? How do you want us to pray? He told them what to pray ahead of. That's right. And literally praying, you know, laying prayer tracks ahead of the work that he was accomplishing. And what a privilege to be called into that rather than calling in your own will. Amen. Well, let's talk, let's look at these uh, seals. Uh, we've described how they were opened. Uh, Let's go ahead and read them. Uh, Revelation 6, 1 to 8. Again, go ahead and uh, read those. Revelation 6, uh, 1 to 8. Sure. Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. And its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him. And he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come. And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth so that the people should slay one another. And he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, come. And I looked and behold, a black horse and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. And I looked and behold a pale horse and its rider's name was death and Hades followed him, followed him. And they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword and with famine and with pestilence and by wild beast of the earth. Yep. So uh, these first uh, four seals um, are interesting that, uh, remember, the, these are pre-tribulation, mm-hmm. um, and they are descriptive with um, what John could observe. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at it and saying, okay, this is what I see. I'm going to try to uh, explain it. Because remember, he's seeing uh, specific things that we know as 2,000, at minimum 2,000 years later, right. uh, that he would have a hard, hard time saying, well, I, I, I'm telling you exactly what it is. It's like, well, this is, this is kind of what I see. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's symbolic. Uh, we have to look at right. symbolism. So uh, the first seal uh, is, uh, uh, and by the way, the, the lamb is Christ. So he's the one that they could open these seals. Um, and, uh, and by the way, this is part of where we, we got our, uh, label of our broadcast. Uh, mm. the, 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 uh, the, the, one of the four living creatures said with a voice, come and see, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and then John said, I looked and behold, um, and that's what we're trying to invite you to is, mm-hmm. um, it's not a matter of we're telling you, you should. We're saying, come and see, finding, right. finding truth in a world of chaos. Uh, the, the chaos is going to get more and more and more. And God is at inviting all of us, well, come and see mm-hmm. and let me walk you through that. Um, and so that's, that's, that's why we got the title of our uh, broadcast. Uh, and he says, I, I saw a white horse. Uh, he who sat, sat on it uh, had a bow uh, and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer. Uh, so uh, the symbolism there is um, the bow is representing he's going to war. 
Okay. Um, so here's somebody uh, that's going to war. Um, he's been, a crown indicates he's been given authority or headship uh, as a leader to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, he's going to war. Uh, he's been given authority to do this. Um, and he says he went out conquering and to conquer. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and the, by the way, on a white horse. Uh, the white horse, now by the way, this isn't Christ. Uh, because he talks about Christ coming later on a white horse. But, okay. Um, but it is implying that the intention was um, out of what the world would, would consider to be good. Mm. Um, so that uh, it wasn't uh, a red horse or a black horse uh, where it's bringing uh, death all by itself. It's not part of, in other words, um, it's not part of, of the uh, satanic uh, mm-hmm. approach to things. It would be, this is probably considered to be a pretty good thing to do. Okay, that uh, widely received as we're, you know, if we're walking and living in the midst of it, we would see it as a good thing. As, a good, as a good thing. Okay. Um, so um, uh, one of the uh, explanations from that uh, could be, um, and as we look at the timing of these other ones, and then what happened is that uh, back in the 90s, mm-hmm. um, there was a, a problem in the Middle East. Okay. Um, and what happened is Saddam Hussein was the dictator of Iraq. Um, and what, uh, what he did, um, and, and remember it's in the Arabian Peninsula, mm-hmm. um, and a small country on the... Uh, South uh, east side of that peninsula, next to Iraq, was Kuwait. Right. Um, Kuwait uh, was a is was and is a super wealthy nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were dem- democratic. Uh, they fundamentally uh, cooperated with the West, and by the way, they're. They're uh, Sunnis. We've talked about the Sunnis and the Shiites. Right, the difference between the two, right? Kuwait, Kuwait is Sunnis, and Iraq was primarily Shiite. Okay. Uh, fairly extremist. Uh, and uh, the way Kuwait operated, by the way, uh, which is why uh, it never, um, and Saudi Arabia operates this, they're very similar to this. Uh, their riches comes from oil. Right. Are they divided among the population or yes. the, the owners uh, of the land and as well? So they're, uh, and they're, it's extreme, in a sense, extreme wealth mm-hmm. because of the oil that they've got and sell worldwide. And Kuwait, by the way, has refineries, okay. big-time refineries. Um, and what they did is they received all this income and they distributed it amongst the citizens of Kuwait. And, of course, you had to be you know, of a heritage there. You couldn't just, you couldn't okay, just so say, this hey, wasn't I'd, to every citizen. Hey, this, like, there were certain yeah. parameters. Yeah. Okay. Every, every citizen got it. Oh, uh, every citizen. Every citizen okay. got it. But because of that, you couldn't just move there Oh. and say, Hey, yeah. that's nice. 
I would like to get that wealth too. I'm going to move there. Mm -hmm. Well, they wouldn't let you move that. You had to be basically born there. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a it was a very prosperous state. Well, Saddam Hussein attacked Kuwait, mm -hmm. um, and Kuwait doesn't have any basically any army. So they're attacking Kuwait and get, and they're going to beat him. They're going to defeat him and take it over. Mm -hmm. Okay, at that moment uh, is when George H. Bush mm -hmm. um, said, we're not going to allow that to happen. Right. Um, and literally within a week, a few weeks, um, they uh, said, we're going to defend Kuwait and we're coming after Iraq. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that, to me, could easily have been the unveiling un of the seal, and we'll talk about the sequencing of it, is that the world considered that to be on the white horse, mm. and he set out to, to conquer and to uh, take it over, and that brought America into the Middle East, mm -hmm. uh, basically uh, action of war. Okay. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll talk about you know, the Im implication of that. Uh, and so he, um, he did, he went to war and sent our resources over there. Um, and I don't know if you remember this, but I do. Um, because of our technology, um, we could pinpoint what we wanted to do is primarily uh, aircraft missiles. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, it's the first war <laughs> that, uh, that anybody on television could watch live. Mm. Um, and there would be, we're going to hit this target and the missile would hit that target and we could see it on television. Right. Right. Uh, it was because they had the missiles themselves had cameras. Uh, so we saw them go and hit, you know? And so they, uh, they pushed, uh, Iraq, Saddam, Saddam Hussein, first of all, off of Kuwait. Mm -hmm. So, okay. They stopped. They couldn't, they couldn't defeat Kuwait. We stopped it. Now we went after him, um, and uh, we attacked, 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 and we pushed uh, the Iraqi forces uh, back to Baghdad. Um, okay. And at the moment, they could have destroyed Saddam Hussein and, and Iraq and take, taken it over. They, they could have done that, but they stopped. And they mm -hmm. said, okay, now that we've prevented them from uh, attacking Kuwait, and now they know they can't push any aggression to anybody, including Israel, mm -hmm. um, we stopped. And they, the war was only like two weeks. Right. Um, but it was, uh, uh, and they set out, and the world, the Western world, uh, looked at this as um, a white, you know, it would be a leader on a white horse, going to war um and i believe i believe that that was the unveiling of the seal one interesting uh, is there can i ask has there been another time in history at all that people have thought okay that this could be that first seal uh, any other things that oh sure um okay uh when uh uh, <laughs> uh interesting enough the united states again um again in 19 you know 40s Mm -hmm. Hitler was oh. was taken over. Uh, he had taken over uh, Czechoslovakia, mm -hmm. Austria, 
uh, Austria is called the Anschluss, and that was mm-hmm. uh, why don't you just surrender? We won't we won't go to war. <laughs> and right, the Austrians right. said, okay, fine. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're you're way more powerful than us. We'll just we'll just let you take it over. Mm-hmm. And they took it over as part of Germany, and flew the uh, you know the the Third Reich. Uh, sign, right. sign and and that's uh, by the way you can watch a little bit of that in uh, the Sound of Music uh, mm, movie. Yeah. Uh, is, One of my favorite movies. Is that when they <laughs> when they uh, uh, you know flew the signs all over uh, and said now you're German mm-hmm. uh, and everybody has to become German and of course uh, von Trapp uh, he was uh, requested. Uh, to go to Bremenhaven and become an mm-hmm. officer in the German Navy. Um, and he, he and uh, Maria and their kids uh, left their home. By the way, it didn't mm-hmm. quite, quite happen like the movie uh, <laughs> where they said they climbed over the mountain uh, and left you know, with that uh, out of the nunnery. Uh, they they kind of saw what was happening, and they knew the borders were going to be closed, so they actually got mm-hmm. on a train. Mm, and they okay. they exited about a week before the borders were closed. Okay. Um, and they then he you know then he got he went from there interesting enough from from Spain up to England and then trans and then took a boat to the United States. Yeah, where they settled in Vermont. They settled in Vermont, not uh, far from here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the real story of that. But in the movie, uh, there's this great you know they've got the the you know the German uh, Third Reich sign all over and the mm-hmm. little girl. Uh, you know, says, um, you know, why are they so always so angry? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, is it because of the spice, the spider on the flag? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because they took it over. So when that right. happened, um, the United States uh, basically said, we're, it's a war in Europe. We're not getting involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do it. Uh, and so they didn't. Well, right. we, we got hit. Uh, in Pearl now, Harbor. By Pearl right. Harbor, by the Japanese, uh, who, who took advantage of, well, everybody's distracted over in uh, Europe with Hitler. Mm-hmm. We want the United States. Mm. Um, and so they came on Pearl Harbor um, and flew over and bombed you know, Pearl Harbor, much to the surprise of uh, you know, the Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, December seventh, nineteen forty-one, um, and when they did, then the presidency and the Congress decided, eh, we can't stay out of out of anything now. Mm-hmm. So we're going after Germany, and we're going after the Japanese. And interesting enough, we we had two two wars going on at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the Christians at the time, uh, and again, it got a little bit fuzzy for them, but mm-hmm. they said. It looks like Hitler's the Antichrist, mm. um, and these seals are being opened up because the United States is the is the one on the white horse, right? So they saw the potential for the prophecy being fulfilled there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and you know they, they're coming to you know to go after it uh, and uh, save it. And of course, um, remember this seal, and what, we, we got to go to the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one. Um, it wasn't that the 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 uh, uh, the white horse <laughs> won won mm-hmm. and it was over, which happened in World War Two. Right. We actually defeated the Germans. We actually defeated you know Japan, and it was over. Um, mm-hmm. And then, by the way, it ushered in a great season 
of worldwide worldwide prosperity. Interesting right. enough, um, and this is really clever uh, by Eisenhower. Uh, we the war destroyed mm -hmm. the entire uh, uh, Eastern, you know, France, Spain, uh, most of England, uh, all of Germany, mm -hmm. Czechoslovakia, Poland. Uh, with the bombing that went on, it, right. de it destroyed everything. So much, yes. Uh, so uh, what Eisenhower did is say, well, uh, we got to get them back on their feet. Mm -hmm. uh, so what they did is he sent all these Americans, primarily military people as well as business guys, and they went literally city by city by city all over you know, France, England, uh, Italy, uh, Germany, particularly Austria, mm -hmm. uh, and they became the mayors of those towns. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and he said, "Okay," and they said, "We got to build roads again. We got to build buildings. We got to get people working, uh, and we're going to run it. We know how to run it. We're going to run it until you, the local people." can step into those roles and then we'll re release it. Uh, and he did it city by city by city. So it wasn't even universal, like we're gonna do it for five months and hand it over to you. It was, mm -hmm. we're gonna operate it until you local people have the wherewithal to know how to do it and keep it going. Mm -hmm. And they handed over city by city by city and we invested equivalent of billions of dollars wow. to rebuild everything, um, which is funny. Because, um, uh, you know, today, uh, a lot of people in Germany, particularly people in France, um, they resent Americans uh, mm -hmm. and think we're imperialists, which, we're, which we weren't and haven't been. We actually, the reason that they can even have economy today is what we did back in the 50s. Right, uh, right. You know, and he, he did that. And by the way, he did one other thing, and that is that um, he filmed the concentration camps. Mm. And he said, he said, he said 50 years from now, if I don't film this, they'll say it never happened. Mm. And I've got to record wow. it because it happened. We saw it happen. Mm -hmm. We can observe it happen. Um, and even today, there's, there's revisionist history that's trying to say it never happened. Right. Uh, to the Jewish, yes, there's Jewish proof people. everywhere. Right. But, but now nah, he filmed it all. Um, and so mm. he had evidence of it. So he was, he was really brilliant in, uh, in what he did. But so he would, he would have been considered, you know, the man on the white horse, but it was all restored. Mm -hmm. Well, this, this seal is, it just, it's just, it's seal number one. Mm -hmm. And basically it triggers everything. Right. It uh, doesn't win. Because there wasn't restoration at the end of it. There's no restoration. It actually triggers okay. a whole sequence okay. of things that get very, very negative. Uh, but the first one, it, it, it's almost like it starts with this event, which I believe was the attack on Iraq, um, and, it, and it already happened. Okay, the next one, uh, the Red Horse. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, that, now that's... Uh, you know, the negative one. Another hot, another horse, fiery red, went out. It was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and the mm -hmm. people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. 
Um, right. Okay. Um, I believe that uh, that was 9-11, which, by the way, we just celebrated the 20th anniversary of. Right. Um, that was 9-11. So because mm. of the first seal, which triggered uh, mm -hmm. the – everybody thought, well, this is good. Uh, and, of course, they won that little war. They didn't – They didn't. Uh, uh, go any further than that they didn't conquer full they just went out to conquer mm -hmm. but they didn't fully conquer it well then right. the second seal is um, a sword comes to kill people mm. well um, what happened on 9-11 uh, we get hit you know the, the twin towers in New York the Pentagon in, in Washington DC the flight by the way this is really interesting was headed to Chicago to hit the Sears Tower Mm. That's where they were headed originally. Um, wow. But because uh, uh, they already uh, had uh, identified what was happening and the jets were being scrambled, the terrorists decided to just crash it into the ground in Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember hearing Well, Kathy, that. guess what? On 9-11, I'm on the 45th floor of the Sears Tower. Were you really? I was on 45th floor of the Sears Tower. Uh, wow. I had a meeting uh, mm. in Chicago. I was in the Sears Tower. Uh, mm. And after they hit uh, the Twin Towers in wow. New York, they uh, put an announcement out, uh, which everybody could hear in the building. Um, everybody get ready to evacuate uh, because, you know, there's something happening, you know. So, like... Oh, that's fascinating. I had no idea. We're in our meeting, and it's like, uh, what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. um, somebody comes in and says, turn on the television. And we turn on the TV, um, and literally we saw the, the first one burning. Mm -hmm. um, and we're, we're just watching it. And, yeah, we've been instructed to, to evacuate. And, of course, I was with a bunch of business guys. It's like, eh. You know, um, we're not going to we're not going to just leave. You know, we're going to we're going to try to understand what's going on first before, you know, we've these guys overreact and that kind of stuff. So we were just sitting there watching the television mm. and we saw the second plane hit the hit the building. Mm. Uh, and, and it was like, oh, because it was at first it was well, this the, is not an overreaction. <laughs> it was described as a, uh, a small plane had hit. the. It was like an accident. Mm -hmm. And then I think no one knew it first. They, did, they exactly. didn't know what was going on. And then, yeah. and then when the second plane hit, uh oh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm in the Sears Tower. Yeah, we need to leave. You know, we need to go. You know, so we all the whole building evacuated. Uh, and interesting enough, that flight wasn't in, was intended to go to the Sears Tower uh, mm. and hit that. Uh, so we were we were preserved completely from it. Uh, but uh, what that did is it triggered the uh the activity of terrorism around mm -hmm. the world and and basically when you think of the sword uh the muslim approach primarily and they when we've seen it over and over and over again is uh using a sword to slip of people's throats right and what they call behead them uh and so uh i believe that 9 11 uh with you know being led by saddam hussein or uh osama bin laden Mm -hmm. uh, was, well, we're going after the Western world. Um, and he brought death through, through the sword. And, and all mm -hmm. it says is that um, 
he was given authority to do that. It didn't even talk right. about the result. It just said that he was given the authority uh, to do that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and so, uh, and that people should kill one another, which is the extremist Shiite approach is literally, we're gonna take the Quran at its, at its face value and everybody that's an right. infidel, uh, we're gonna kill. And 9-11 kind of ushered in, you know, interesting enough, uh, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, mm -hmm. et cetera. And by the way, guess what? We just handed over Afghanistan to the Taliban. Uh, and they're, they're, they're bent on, uh, which is the fear now, is that, well, first of all, now that they have a country and they've taken it over, that's going to be a breeding ground of terrorism around the world. Um, and right. by the way, uh, uh, they... And they're already putting former criminals in key positions in the country. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that a lot of the uh, uh, Afghanistans have come uh, we've, we've, you know, came over in the uh, escape process and they've lost, they've already lost them. They don't know where it happened to them. Where are they? You know, well, I believe that they're mm -hmm. probably terrorists, you know, that have come over. So the, the second seal, um, I believe, was 9-11. Uh, um, mm -hmm. And it opened up uh, that the aspect of taking away peace mm -hmm. uh, from the earth and... There's almost a universal, you know, kind of a tenseness that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, do we live in perfect peace anymore? No, we don't. Because of the terrorism uh, fear, you know, France, uh, Germany, Italy, uh, even in China, Russia, uh, U.S., uh, that there's been terrorist attempts right uh you know to to thwart things so i i think he's that they would take peace from the earth i think the seal number two uh easily could be considered uh 9-11 okay the next one the third seal, and that would have been more like the precipice of it the starting of it because it. it did branch out in so many other ways even on our own soil to ones that are not remotely tied to al-qaeda but there's yeah. you know because this we have one, our own terror this one yeah. it says it's granted to him to take peace from the earth Mm -hmm. and to kill one another, uh, and he was given a sword. Right. Um, see, it, uh, in, in all of these, it says, here's what happens. Mm -hmm. It doesn't present a conclusion. Right. So uh, it basically opens the door. We, and what you're really seeing here is spiritual warfare unleashed, right. correct? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's setting up. Remember, mm -hmm. uh, it's a sequence to set up the coming of the tribulation. Okay. Uh, so the third one is um, a black horse. Uh, he had a pair of scales in his hand, and a voice said, uh, a quart of wheat for a denarius, three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm uh, the oil and the wine. Uh, okay, so um, uh, the black horse is uh, basically uh, saying scarcity. Uh, there's going to mm -hmm. be scarcity. Uh, and there's famines uh, happening all over. Uh, mm -hmm. And things are becoming more expensive. Uh, right. And the, the and now we've seen this for for years in other places, but we are beginning to see it on a worldwide scale that is different. Correct. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. And there's scarcity uh, as a result of it, uh, so that um, after 9/11, you know, we've gone into a period now of 
famines around the world, uh, supply, now we have supply chain issues. Um, and it says, don't harm the oil and the wine. And the word for oil <laughs> literally could be interpreted, uh, you know, uh, real oil, you know. So uh, it's not harming the Middle East source of oil. Uh, they haven't, they haven't mm. come after that. Uh, so that isn't in scarcity either. And wine, uh, again, would be uh, the aspect of uh, the fruits of the grapes uh, and the wine production around the world. Uh, that hasn't been harmed either. It's, it's the main stuff. It's, it's his wheat and barley, which is, mm -hmm. oh, you need that for basic food. Right. Uh, so basic food is going to become more and more scarce. Um, and mm -hmm. we are seeing it right now with uh, food prices are gonna go way up. And by the way, it's gonna be difficult mm -hmm. to get certain things uh, to do because I believe this third one has already been unleashed as well through the famine uh, and through uh, what, what we're doing with food. And then the fourth one uh, is um, a pale horse. Uh, the mm -hmm. name of him who sat in it was Death and Hades. Uh, a power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and the beast of the earth. Uh, okay, here we talk about people dying on a fairly large basis, mm. uh, and it's it's pestilence. Uh, it's by uh, still the the sword, so it's continuing the activity of the sword and killing right. pe people, wars, and mm -hmm. and uh, people coming against each other, um, and uh, basically disease. And so, <laughs> I think. Uh, that he's describing here, uh, probably uh, what just got what just happened to us in the last year and a half, which is COVID, mm -hmm. um, and that and that death and what's going to happen next, and uh, perhaps we'll see. And we haven't seen this yet, but we we might see massive uh, groups of people uh, dying, right, uh, because of pestilence and disease that can't be controlled and can't be mm -hmm. managed properly. Uh, so that uh, here we are uh, with the seals, one, two, three, four. Um, with you look at the sequence of them, remember they're in sequence. They are in sequence. Right. So the fourth one happened after so the one third triggers one. another. Tri one yes. triggers another. And think of them uh, not as little individual events and then it's over. Mm -hmm. They build upon each other. Right. So, well, and even now, as we sit in, you know, in this time of, of COVID and all of the sickness and, and death from that, the division and um, the the animosity across the world, you know, that you're seeing everywhere has rolled in from all of these things as right. well and amplified. That's right. Um, so that we, um, I believe it started uh, with in the 1990s. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, with with the first one, the second one was 9-11 and the, the unleashing of terrorism. Uh, the third one is famines and scarcity, which we're experiencing. And then mm -hmm. the fourth one is uh, going to be pestilence and continued uh, terrorism uh, mm -hmm. to kill people. And so there's this aspect of, and we haven't seen the outcome of that yet, because instead of fourth, right. a big, a big number. Uh, remember, mm -hmm. John is just looking at it and saying, well, a big number uh, is seeing uh, people die. Um, again, that's in process. And all of these things have been building on each other so that I think these four seals have all been opened. Mm. 
and uh, and it's because of the interesting things that have happened, and now we see it and participate in it. Uh, it's very possible that these four things have have opened. So um, uh, we can, <laughs> uh, you know, we can look at. It. And by the way, um, uh, as you as you properly said, we'll have have other people in other generations seen seen their stuff as the four seals. Right. Yeah, kinda. Uh, mm-hmm. But there, uh, remember the there. There's no conclusion to these. Okay. Uh, there's no okay. It's resolved, over and done with, and later on comes the tribulation. These are all stimulating. Almost like a snowball, a right? A snowball that and, and that begins to grow and grow as it part, goes. It's, and everything is part of it, and that's why mm-hmm. I I said, well, when the uh, 9/11 hit, why did that hit? Mm-hmm. What well, hit because of of what the White Horse did to uh, Iraq, mm. uh, and they said, "Hey, you know, we're going to come, we're going to come against you guys uh, for doing this." So that was a, a re- direct result of what of what Iraq war okay. was. Um, and then um, uh, the next thing, you know, is famine is coming as a result of of that supply issue and, and things that mm-hmm. are happening. By the way, it didn't ha- it didn't affect the oil and the wine yet. Um, and now there's pestilence mm-hmm. that looks like it could turn into a fairly sizable implication of death right. around the world, right. which is we have yet to see that, which probably means, again, we have more time before the tribulation mm-hmm. comes. But you can almost look at it and say, man, I could see how one after the other, you know, uh, occurred and mm-hmm. is headed toward the, you know, the tribulation. Because they're, again, they're not individual units that, that are here and get resolved. Right. They build on each other. So, right. Uh, a curiosity, if you don't mind me asking, um, Napa Valley, has have they been affected by the fires? I know like on a worldwide scale, wine seems to still be in abundance everywhere. Has Napa Valley been affected at all with all of the California fires? There has know? been, there has been some, uh, 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 vineyards that have been burned uh, as a result okay. of it, but not to a, an extent that has effe- affected the wine, even even the prices on the wine, which is surprising. Right, that's uh, the one thing that it seems like it's it's very very easy to get. Yeah, it's know? so easy to get, um, and Napa is is still thriving, although they have individual uh, ones. Partly okay. is there's been such a uh, explosive uh, growth of vineyards. Yes. Uh, yeah. Throughout the United States, there's several vineyards, you know, within a half hour drive from here yeah, in through, New Hampshire. Throughout the United yeah. States and in uh, Europe okay. uh, that have uh, continued to produce and, and thrive at the moment. So mm-hmm. wine per se hasn't been affected, although little little individual ones have. Right. Been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, we uh, we had a great time talking about the uh, seals. We'll uh, continue on. Yeah, this uh, is fascinating. Uh, look at... Um, uh, the next step, which is, uh, we're going to get into, uh, you know, the rapture and a variety of, of next things that happen, uh, which right. is a big And now we only everybody. talked about four of the seven seals. So there's three right. others and we have, we'll we get have, to that later down the road. We have correct? three, we have three others, uh, to go to and, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about those, but, um, uh, we'll pick those up in the in the right sequence. So it's going to be right. going to be fun to do. Excellent. Yep. All right. Well, so, thanks so much for sharing your wisdom, Rich. We appreciate it. Yep. And we'll this see is, you on, on Monday. Stuff. Have a great weekend. You too. Take care. Right. See you. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye bye. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See. 
your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.